Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Huzzah! Welcome to a new and amazing episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and uh, this guy. That one guy at the show that uh, just can't stop dancing even though the music's not going anymore. Jason, what's going on? I mean, I got to tell you, we've been just, this, this show has just been like the most amazing part of, of, of my existence. You know, I mean, I, there's so many amazing things going on in my life that I'm blessed. And then I get this and then we have a show like today, which I don't even want to waste any time on our banter because no. it's unimportant. No, we got we got to get rolling. We got some cool yes. stuff today. And the first thing that we were going to come this. up here is uh, Ravi Patel's uh, Pursuit of Happiness, and it is out of control good. Like, I'm going to play this preview, but I want to say before we even get him on, when we get going, the first thing I did when this thing was over was um, was uh, talk to my wife about having Ravi's parents move into it with us part time. The second <laughs> thing I did was I, I got in touch with my dad and was like, "You need to watch this with me. We need to do this. This is amazing." So, uh, without further ado, I'm going to put this uh, put this trailer on. Please do. Amazing. Max Original. Ravi's Death Man. Cafe. Whoa. Look at this, dude. You have both legs on her. <laughs> so, why did I go around the world? I'm Ravi. Hey, how are you? I'm Ravi. Hey, I'm Ravi. You're Raji? Ravi. Parenting. Work. Retirement, immigration, everywhere you turn, there's a different way of doing something, and I love it. So people see this on him, and they know that he's on an errand? Yes, yes. You watching this? He's bagging his own groceries. I'm oh, sorry, just following this kid we just met. <laughs> You're just even okay with being more hands-off than I am. I don't have as many rules. He has no rules. I feel like a lot of people have a tough time stopping working. Yeah, I know yeah. that sounds crazy. You didn't seem like you had a problem with the transition no, no. at all. India's retirement is staying with the kids and take care of grandkids. Mm -hmm. And you died there. That doesn't that sound more... exciting. <laughs> <laughs> A historically progressive country, Denmark, oh, yeah. is known as one of the happiest places in the world. Unless you're an immigrant. There's these complex politics that keep them as outsiders, that keep them as others. Some of the refugees are a little, a little more lazy. Right. Am I engaging with the <laughs> people whose opinion I think is problematic? Or am I pushing them further away? Wait, what does that say? Iladi, which is? Homeland. In plural. Homelands. Yes. Oh, there you go, Carol. <laughs> All the feels. Cheers! Salud. Happiness is really just a matter of understanding your priorities. I realized that what oh, I, I care most scene. about is how I affect this the so people good. I love. Was I a good son, good husband, father, friend? You are completely yourself in a very beautiful way, and I think I'm completely myself in a very beautiful way. <laughs> we never <laughs> Phenomenal, right? Yeah, go ahead. Phenomenal. Because I can't right. make him wait. All right, without further ado, Ravi Patel. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Ravi, hey. thank you so much for being here. I'm nah, such a fan. So let's just get that out of the way. All right, nah. it's out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, thanks for having me, man. And I appreciate it. I've already heard you say enough sweet things. So, uh, Thank you so much. 
listen, if you know me, which you don't, but you'll get to know me, if I don't uh-huh. like your, your shit, I, you know, I'll be like, oh, you did it. It's something. And I'm talking about it. I'm like, oh, it's coming out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is something that I was deeply, deeply affected by. And I know Jason was too. So first off, thank you for making it because thank this is very you. personal. Thanks. Uh, which, which, did you watch one episode? Which one did y'all watch? I watched, what do you mean? I watched the whole thing. I don't mess around. You did? All four. Of course wow. I Wow. Okay. Can I, I, I mean, ask I, you? I actually wrote my epitaph for you too. Did you? Let's read it. Let's yeah. hear it. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to read it right now. So this is what I, because I'm really, I mean, that, that got me teared up. You actually did that, it? I'm telling you, I'll show it to you right now. Here. Okay. I, really, I don't mess around, dude. I'm an artist. Just like you. I like this. <laughs> I love this. I love here. this. Right here. Look. It's right. right oh wait, my right, God. Right there. You see that? Oh my God. Do we yeah. get to hear it? Yeah, I'm going to read it to you. Okay, let's I'm going to read it to you. Why not? You did it. It was All so right. heartwarming. All right, let's see if I can manage my glasses. All right. Beloved father, son, husband. I'm going to pay for a big tombstone, by the way. Okay. Beloved yeah. father, well son, nice husband. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think is going to be there a long time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Beloved father, son, husband, friend, and soul. He helped more than he hurt. He brought more smiles than tears. He brought more joy than pain. He is greatly missed. Figure that that covers all the bases. So is and how that, I'd like to leave the earth. Well, isn't that? Well, you're ready to go. That's oh, oh no, I'm saying when I go. No, <laughs> hey, don't twist my words, Robbie. That's weird, very funny. Yeah, I mean, I guess that'll be good for ratings, but man, uncomfortable for me. <laughs> That was beautiful, man. Thank you so much. I mean, so isn't much. that a good, uh, you know, I, tell me, I'm curious how, how it affected you because for me, it's, it ends up being kind of a good, good goal to reach for. It helps you be a little more essentialist in your day to day. Yeah. And just to catch people up, why don't you tell her, I could tell them, but why don't you tell yeah. our listeners what I'm talking about? Exactly. This is an episode three, correct? Which is the uh, South Korea yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, so in every episode of The Pursuit of Happiness, which just came out on HBO Max, yes. uh, you know, I travel with someone in my life and we're trying to answer some or pursue uh, some big question about life. And that's what takes us to this international destination. In that episode, I travel to South Korea with one of my best friends, a guy named Matt Polson, who, like me, is an entrepreneur. And the thing that really brings us together is we both just love to go hard all the time and everything and work and in play and you know i think it represents kind of a moment in time we're in culturally where we have so much choice in every minute of our day we constantly feel the need to achieve 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 and work and that's not in small part because we need to find because we have less time because even when we're not working we're over optimizing every minute of our day we're spending more money than we ever have before and then uh to manage all this stress we're spending more time and money to go to therapy and meditation and yoga and all these ted talks and whatever else so south korea is experiencing this on an institutional level because they spent the last 60 years making the last one of the greatest economic comebacks um in the world but the effects have been kind of you know record numbers of depression and suicide and, and the drinking's not helping. What's that thing you discovered? Horse? Heshek. Oh, Heshek. Yeah, Heshek. Yes. Yeah, uh, it's dude, not helping. <laughs> an intense drinking culture. Man, some of those guys will go drinking after work and just like sleep on the sidewalk and go straight back. Well, you said you can't refuse. That was what blew my mind. If a boss yeah. tells me I have to go to Heshek. Heshek? Yeah, Heshek. Heshek. Right. I have no choice. I have yeah. to go or I could be fired, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's wild, and that just shows how how much work is too much of a priority. I mean, the good news is that thing is becoming less and less prevalent because, uh, you know, the entire kind of community, especially government, is clamping down on it. And then they're doing things like eating spicy food to reduce stress, or they have this bridge, that, uh, you know, the suicide bridge that, you mm-hmm. know, has these uh, inspirational messages with pictures of delicious food under them in hopes of dissuading people who are walking towards a bad decision. Um, but the most interesting, yes. how about this for a long ass answer to a question? No, no, no. I was just enjoying the shit out of it. Please continue. Uh, thank sir. you. Uh, You're welcome. But the most, I think interesting was this place you we went to called the death cafe. And this yes. is a place um, that is, you know, I guess meant to be like a coffee shop, but instead of coffee, you're getting purpose. <laughs> you walk and in, it says, it says death cafe on the door. There's like a sign in person, you pay her and she gives you a, a, like a thing where you're filling out your eulogy while you wait in the waiting room behind other people who are there also waiting to fake your own death. Then some dude dressed as the Grim Reaper, true story, came and got us. He took pictures of us, big headshots. Then we carried those into this room with a bunch of empty caskets. And this dude told us all these things about, you know, life and, you know, inspirational stuff. Next thing you know, I'm laying in my own dark casket for 10 minutes, which, by the way, you want to hear some behind the scenes shit. Yeah, I was going to I farted you. in the first two minutes while I was in that casket. <laughs> and then the last and eight? <laughs> I hotboxed myself posthumously. And that is that's that sums it up for me. I was like, that's exactly how I would go. That's exactly the final, the punchline to the whole, the whole thing. Well, um, as you said, since dead people have no feelings, I, I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> Suck it. But yeah, and then after we came out of that, we read our we read our eulogies, and it was like, it was actually like really. It, it teared like me up, man. I, I'm it saying really it teared emotional. me up. And then you start talking about guys complimenting each other in the fourth episode about each other's, you know, openness of feelings. I'm like, yeah, I want to do that, too, with my buddy. <laughs> I'm, like, oh, I'm pretty man. open. Yeah, you seem very open. I, I think, you know, open. Look, I, I think, uh, man, I, I love love. And honestly, I love Me too. the love I have with my bros as much, if not more than the love, probably more than the love I have. With my wife, I love my wife, but there's something so unconventional and special, I think, because men are not used, you know, we're not really taught to, like, I'm, like, maybe too much. (laughs) I'm, like, cheesy as hell. But my my point is, I, you know, I love, like, I I don't know, I just love my bros. And, like, you know, my friends and I, we just say, we say I love you all the time. It's the best thing ever. If you think about it, you've known your dude friends way longer than any woman. By the way, you're not wrong. And I say, yeah. I don't think there's a day I hang up with any of my closest friends, including Jason. I'm like, love you. Every oh, time I, I hang that. up with them. Yeah. Love I, because, you know, what, you know, you never know. And this is the thing. You can't get your leg under the table. I mean, I think they do that on purpose to you. They're like, go ahead. Try to get it under there. Because <laughs> the next step's the casket. I mean, yeah. but then also, you know, you, you go to these places, but where you start, and we're watching the trailer for anyone who's just listening. Mm-hmm. And, we're, you know, it's parenting, it's work, it's retirement, it's immigration. But where you start is with the parenting. And, and you know, I, I think it, where... I'm at in life. I'm going through something very similar with the folks and wanting them to be out in Calabasas and they're in Long Island. And, you know, what do you do? And this is where you start. Has anything changed? Like, did you get to convince your folks to do anything? Like move? So <laughs> mom and dad have started building an Indian retirement community 
in Charlotte, which is where they <sighs> live. And my wife and I. Amazing. And our daughter and our dog are getting in the car at the end of November for a three to four month trip to the East Coast. And we're going to oh, test drive a couple goodness. cities to move to. Move to um, I'm seeing this as season two. This is season two. <laughs> Yo, Moving's uh, a big one. I, I do feel happiness. like that would make a really good season. Yeah, I just got it for you. Let's go. We'll board it out right now, Ravi. <laughs> that's <laughs> legitimately no... what I was thinking could be the second season because I think that's. As soon as you said it, I'm like, all of us are going through that. Like everyone's yeah. wanting to move somewhere the road. simpler. Yeah, yeah. You know how many people I see on the uh, uh, on the uh, on the Facebook going like, "Oh, I'm hitting the road. Screw L.A. or screw Brooklyn. I'm going," and they're off. They're done. Oh, it's they apparently happening in record. Well, I think it was already happening in a big way in the last couple of years. Like there's been a lot of articles about people moving from A cities to B cities. But I think the pandemic has really like everyone's just like, oh, let's get out of here. <laughs> okay, wait, let me see what happens when when, it, you know, when things get back to normal in uh, 2032. Normal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me ask you this, just on a, on another personal note. How did you and your incredible wife meet? And I want to get back to your parents. <laughs> uh, so, so I I own a um like I like I, I co-founded a snack company. And what's it called? Uh, it's called This Saves Lives. It's like a granola bar. And for every bar that we sell, we donate a life-saving meal packet to a child in need somewhere around the world. And it's in every oh, uh, we're in every Starbucks or, uh, uh, in the country. So if anyone's listening, you go to this. Did you do this with Matt? Com. No, no. This is with uh, uh, a few other actors: uh, Ryan Devlin, Todd Grinnell, and uh, Kristen Bell. And amazing. Uh, this like I said, lives. we're in every Starbucks in the country. You know, we've donated um, hundreds of thousands of meal packets and saved you know the lives of of wow. uh, tens of thousands of kids as a result. It, it's 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 an exciting thing and. You know, a child dies every 10 seconds as a result of severe acute malnutrition, so we're trying to help that. Anyway. That's an actual statistic? Yep. Okay. I'll be buying a bar every time I enter Starbucks from now on. Now <laughs> what this is. No, I'm not kidding. Like, just even if I give it away, this saves lives. Jace, will you put that up, please, on the, uh, yeah? Hey, you're going to put it up in a second. Under the age of six every, uh, uh, every year. Um, okay, so you create this amazing charitable mm -hmm. bar, this yeah. saves lives, and this relates to your wife... Yeah, because because <laughs> there's this there's this big ass like natural foods trade show in Anaheim every year called Nat called uh, natural not natural foods trade Expo West yeah Expo West Expo West <laughs> right. Jesus um, but it's huge You're it's good. like there's like seventy thousand people go to this thing and every brand that either is in is that a, like a punch? What are you drinking? There? You, you want to know what's going on with this? Yeah, this what is, is that? Trader Joe's watermelon cucumber crack water. What? That looks. That sounds amazing. No liquor, just watermelon cucumber, and it's the best thing. Is I there sugar addictive. in there? Oh my god, way too much. <laughs> way too much. It's, I'm addicted to it. I don't know how to break the habit, but it, I'm going too soon. It looks it's delicious. too good. Uh, watermelon Ravi, cucumber. Yeah, yeah. Don't remember. Don't memorize it. Your wife no, will no, not no. be oh, happy. By the way, this is this, <laughs> with me this, or you. <laughs> no, bro. This is the new me. Yes, yes to yes to all the things that I should be saying no to. I, dude, I was sitting in the middle in the room in the dark eating ice cream just by myself in the middle of the night the other day, and I was thinking, this is amazing that I don't feel bad about this. Uh, what a nice time in life for me. I make myself an egg, a cheesy egg sandwich on brioche every morning. 
Oh, I um, hear that's Ed O'Neill's breakfast every morning too on Modern Family. That's he'd get that something like that. Yeah, every Ed. morning. Sometimes I have a beer with breakfast. I mean, I'm just like living, bro. <laughs> You're not playing messing more, around. Complete poker relapse, playing more than I've ever played. Life's Are you good. Winning? Uh, I was. <laughs> it's not luck, man. It's a skill. It's math. I was winning a lot, and then uh, yeah, how's that going? <laughs> I had a big. It, things turned in the wrong direction real quickly. Um, all right, wait. So, it's getting, so you have this trade show in Anaheim where all this stuff. Is that what you meet her? Is that what we're moving toward? Yeah, her friend <laughs> was writing an article about us, and she was oh. standing next to her, and uh, I that attacked. Was yeah. Yeah, because you know someone like that, they're not single long. You're lucky you found. That was my found logic. And, yeah, that is a good logic. Plans, and I was like, we got to go out tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's a sound logic, Ravi. Worked out. I don't, you know, it really it was <laughs> so, nice. It was nice for, for something to finally work out in that department for me. Well, I couldn't I feel like it. everything's clicking right now. So wait, for one second, I have to ask: Has the New York Times called yet to your parents to do an entire profile on them? Because they are absolutely <laughs> their own show in and of yeah, themselves. Jason wants them to move in. We're all in love with them. I know. Uh, no, they're going to call any second, right? <laughs> How are they doing with the yeah, fame? I'm actually surprised they haven't done that. Now that I think about it, they actually—I just got a text that the you know we and the LA Times wrote about it and it just came out like an hour ago, and they talked oh. to mom and dad. Um, See, <clears throat> you know, look, everyone says what you said. Everyone's obsessed with my mom and dad, and frankly, yes. I, I am too. Uh, they're <laughs> it shows. They're pretty great, man. Uh, oh, the best. You know, this little phase where they've all of a sudden like they're kind of pursuing celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. How are they doing with the fame? Like, uh, it, oh, they're amazing at it because they're just I they're bet. just themselves. But they're way too enthusiastic about it. Like, dad, <laughs> dad's Facebook profile says uh, actor and celebrity speaker. Oh, like, I'm, I'm following uh, him immediately. I'm like, bro, come <laughs> on, you don't do that. And he's like, what? I'm happy to be here. And I'm like, all right. Uh, and they have an agent now, and you know, I put it, I put them in stuff. They're oh, like good actors. It's it's fantastic. fun, man. It's yeah. good to be able to give back. You know. Jason, yeah. we, we sincerely mean it. Like if it's yeah, just because you need a couple days off and you just want to split the time, we could do it like uh, we could do it like divorce kids of divorced parents. You, they could stay over here for a couple days, then sleep over at yours and we could switch every other weekend and holiday. But they're welcome yeah. uh, for as long as you need them to be out of your house for your wife's uh, sanity. Um, Does the service include kids and dogs? I mean, oh, yeah, we all of it. We'll take the whole thing. We'll do the whole thing. Okay. We'll do the switch. Big mistake. <laughs> We've already, I've already cleared this. My wife is uh, desperately, like, she, like we're, she's ready also to move down there to Mexico with them. If they want to go, we'll take my parents. We'll all go. She's like, I'll retire at 45. We're done. I think your, your wife, uh, Stephanie, your just said... Uh, my family um, is up uh, there. Uh, they're Mexican-Americans. They live all up in San Francisco. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we have another, we're also a big family of people that love each other and like, you know, connect and have those meals with, um, I have cousins that I just find out about every other week, like, oh yeah, your cousin just graduated something, I gotta go to, more money I gotta send. That is so Indian. (laughs) (laughs) New cousins I find out about every week. You know, my house, my house growing up was like an immigration halfway house, just like new Indians all the goddamn time, I didn't even know. And I'm like, what are, we're, we're paying for these people? Who are they? Why are they sleeping in my bed? And like mom and dad are like teaching them how to drive and helping them set up businesses. And uh, and now they're doing the same thing basically in Charlotte, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, again, they're, but they're I'm saying all this is consistent with what you're saying. Then. What's that? Yeah. Well, I'm saying this is consistent with what you're saying from when you're a kid. Now they're setting up this home in Charlotte. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But again, that's I mean, that's I love that about them because I think they that growing up around that, I feel like taught me so much about what matters, you know? 
Yeah, for well, sure. Well, it's interesting. Uh, your wife, by the way, Jason, posted that she, too, would love to smoke pot with Ravi's dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm smoking pot. Gonna be that's a that's the line. If I invite people. That's the line that hooked my wife. The minute she heard that line, she's like, I'm, she couldn't stop watching the show. She was kind of like watching on the side. She hates everything I put on the TV because it's like, uh, Jason's watching this. That's rough. rough. She's rough on what? And then uh, she's just kind of watching while she's typing and she's laughing along. And then she heard that line. It's like, boom, transfixed. Phone went down. Screen went down. Ready oh. to go. Phone down. Wow. Phone down. Yeah. yeah. That's the highest that's, praise that's I think a, you can give anybody. That's a, that's a real opt-in from a wife, in my opinion. <laughs> that goddamn hey, phone. I, I mean, I, there, people always talk about kids. No, wives. Yeah, wives. Wives. And their, wives and their phones. Like, <laughs> seek help. Wait, can your wives talk to you while she's on her phone? Or is that out of the question? Can who talk to me while she's on her phone? Your wife. When she's on her phone, can she actually talk to you and have a conversation? Or is it just... Yeah, they're geniuses. They're, yeah, oh, yeah. no. Okay. I okay. can't do that. I don't Yours get that can't. either. <laughs> no. Yours my, can't do that? My wife, can, my wife can do that very well, and I can't do it at all. She knows the minute I'm on my phone, like, nothing is getting through her. my brain. Yeah, exactly. She's yep, like, I've been too. talking to you for 10 minutes. I was like, I'm sorry. I've been typing her... three sentences <laughs> for 10 minutes. Exactly. Because Same. I'm apparently 90 years old. <laughs> I do want to. It took me this 45 minutes to do an Instagram post about the show coming out yesterday, and it was like a sentence or two. And uh, at like eight hours later, I find out I like posted a video that doesn't fit in the Instagram. So it's like you miss most of the trailer because you're only in the middle. Of, uh, it's just oh fuck me. By the way, Barco, one of our uh, stuck at homies, is uh, obviously one of your cousins. You just you're a homie from India, Barco. There, so Barco, <laughs> Barco. <laughs> What's up, bro? <laughs> I think he just made his year. I, I mean, okay. So, all right. I want to real quick. Wait, I want to play this. Go. We promised we'd play this fine. clip. Oh, yeah. We promised we'd play this play clip this. Um, of play. you and your parents. So I'll let you set it up. But I, I, I promised I'd play this. So I want to get this going. Yes, please. Well, this is uh, this is a really sweet moment. Um, basically, I, I think we had just talked about. Um, we just gone. You know, having met a lot of the retirees in Merida. And we sat down in this um, this cave, and I'm forgetting the name of it. Oh my God, a Mayan cave! And this this guide took mm. us through there, and it uh, celebrates death. And mom and mom and dad and I, all wearing the same outfits, um, we had a very touching conversation. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. All right, great. That's probably one of the things that you lose when you lose someone you love is you lose the the stories yeah. that you yeah. share. Yeah. You know, because that's one of the. Know. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what's fun. Yeah. Is telling the stories together, and when you lose someone, you at least lose their side of the story. Yeah, yeah. We see each other what three, four times a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever done the math on how many times we're gonna get to see each other? I always believe God does things for the best. Yeah. I but always what believe. saying each appears, you get this old. Think about the end game, like a death, basically. That's what it is. And you know what? We all are scared of thinking about it. Oh, yeah, that's... Um, uh, okay, I'm going to have to just... Because it really got me again. It got me <laughs> twice now, especially uh, the same yeah. shirt thing. It's just... It really... I'm No, but really? It, I know it sounds funny, same but... Same shirt, it, same body? Yeah, it's... <laughs> 
I wasn't. That's your words. <laughs> Same shirt, though. There's a certain visual unity that comes from it. I can't explain it. That moment really just got me again. So I just have to make something funny. Up. What happened to the white hat? Because that I want that hat that they gave you when you got into the car. <laughs> so God. Like, oh, dude, I don't even know where that thing is. Oh, my God. Who yeah. knows? Um, I love that. But OK, so I wanted to ask you a kind of. Maybe it's random, maybe it's not, but you mentioned that you have, uh, you know, the, the company uh, that saves lives, the bar company. Is this something that comes from the, uh, the banker in you? You know, like that you're always going to make sure you're having businesses going and other things that aren't just the acting. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then I have a yeah. second question, so let me hear the answer I mean, to that look, first. I, <laughs> I, I think I feel spiritually like an entrepreneur more than anything else. I'm very fortunate that I get to act and that I get to host and do all these things. But really that's something that just comes out of like, I like, I like doing stuff like I, and, and I like creating, I like doing stuff with people, especially. Um, and yeah, I, I have this kind of blind confidence that I can try anything. <laughs> Well, I don't know that, that I'm right, me, but I'll keep no, trying. You, know? you are right so far, by the way. And that leads me into the next question, which is that, you know, you've been acting, right? And you've been hosting, but now you go into this new kind of role. You're taking on a couple of hats. You're a creator, you're, you're the star, right? And you're the EP, right? So, so this is a big jump in a different direction, but now I'm seeming like maybe it's not with, with what you just said. <laughs> like, no, you know. I mean... No, it, uh, there was never going to be a world in which I didn't do a little bit of everything in this show. That that was, you know, I create, you know, my sister and I, we made Meet the Patels together. We co-directed it. We did everything. We spent six years. And, you know, for me, uh, me being, uh, what I learned from making Meet the Patels, we had um, all these amazing, like, award-winning editors work on that film. But ultimately, my sister and I had to go through and edit it ourselves in the final go because there's not really a replacement for your own voice. And I knew that I was going to have to do that too. Now that said, the speed of television was something that was very new to me and it really in, in unscripted and, you know, it really only works because you're making so much stuff so quickly if you're able to find a really good team. And so we had these incredible editors, um, and producers who work their butts off. And, you know, if you're lucky, the whole team works together to bring the vision to a point where you're able to focus on the thing that you're good at, which is really adding the voice and kind of the, the final yes. sheet music on top. So, <laughs> you know, it was a little, it was, it was a, it was a grind. I, I you know, there's some of us who were kind of in this, in the, in the office, you know, 15 hours a day for, for, you know, months, but um, it was a team effort for sure. And I, yeah, it, it shows. I'm it pays off. <laughs> oh, it, it, it's it's paying off. And and here's the other thing, Jason, you brought this up, and I know you're here, so it means Ravi has to go, and I don't want to let him go. I don't but, either. <laughs> I know, but I am going to say this, and, I, you know, maybe get your three cents on it before you go, but Jason brought something up the other day. HBO Max has really been making uh, shows and, and conscious shows that are woke and they're all different points of views, all different perspectives, and it feels like I'm, for the first time in a long time, I'm seeing a voice across the board mm -hmm. at, a, at a network that I haven't seen in a while. Jace, is this not what you were yeah, talking about? Yeah, it's absolutely what I was thinking. Like, it, it just feels nice, you know, 
you can only hear the same white story over and over and over again too okay, it's really for saying it <laughs> saying it yeah it's true though it, it doesn't give us any perspective and i feel like we're getting that did you have a lot of freedom when they said okay you know what go make because it doesn't look like any expense was spared mm-hmm. it's beautiful no it's yeah. beautiful i mean you know they really wanted me to do whatever was true to my voice and yeah uh, that only happens when you know when you have too many kicks in the kitchen cooks in the kitchen it takes away the nuance so mm-hmm. i was adamant that it was my show and and they were too so it, it worked out i love hearing that man well if you're not watching this yet then you need to be watching it right now it is a four-part documentary reality series that is just all heart okay pursuit of happiness ravi patel hbo max this thing is on fire ravi Thanks, Thank you so much, Robbie. Seriously, Please come back. Love to you and your yeah. family. And the, and the offer still stands. We got a pool. They can swim. We're good. Let's and wet matching outfits kidding, all man. around. All right. I hope. I hope, you got, I hope you got earmuffs. <laughs> Have an amazing road trip. By all the right, way. brother. Thanks. Season so. two. Really Thank much you. Love for real. Really Thank appreciate you. the love for, for real. real. All right, y'all. Bye. Take care. Thank you, you Robbie. Too. Bye. Bye. Uh, I oh, didn't want to let him go. No, me either. Too fast. That was way too fast. Way too fast. Nine of the questions. Nine of the questions. Not cool. I know how great. Holy crap. I mean, and he's just so cool. It's just exactly like, listen, and this thing, this show has been getting to a place where I'm interviewing so many people I'm fans of. And like here next week, I have another hero of mine. This thing is like exactly why we started it. But Ravi. Oh, yeah. Well, I want to just say this because, you know, we didn't get into this part of it, but there are so many stories out there. Every other story is about how your parents drive you crazy, how the, your family drives you nuts and you just want to get away from it. This is the first thing I've seen in a long time from somebody younger, you know, that's like embracing like, no, I love being around people, my family. I love being around my kids. This is what I want. This is this is my pursuit of happiness is being together with them and having them live in my house and and be a part of my life every day, like to move all the way across the country, especially with somebody's growing in the uh, in fame and in in stature like Ravi is and to make that conscious choice to move across the country just it's shows his commitment to his family it's it's unbelievable yeah and and I know we're going to we're going to put it to bed after this but what I, I am going to say also is you know it, it it's just uh it's a striking thing you know when you see something and it's four parts it's not trying to be anything more than it is but the way he deconstructs you know retirement immigration, death and, and, you know, like basically parenting. This thing is so well done. Yep. Uh, You know, even if you're not looking for something to watch, you got to watch this thing. Absolutely. And now after having him on the show, um, if I wasn't a fan already, by the way, do you like this shirt? Oh, I love that shirt, dude. I was just going to say, speaking of matching shirts, I didn't get one of those, but I want to get one of those. And you know what it is. Oh, I absolutely do. That's Mac Weldon. This is a Mac Weldon shirt. This is from the uh, from the new stuff. I, I gotta say, um, I don't know if you noticed. Yesterday I was wearing another one. Oh, yesterday yeah. was that navy dude, one. Yeah, dude, how soft? I got a pocket. Wait, a pocket. Look at that pocket. That, that, yeah. I got a pocket for my glasses. I could just be like, you know, hey, what's up? I got my glasses. <laughs> you old man, old man with his glasses pocket. I love it. Um, I'm a young but man. It, but how does it feel? Like, see, what see, what do you think about that that whole? This face like fifty two years old, and the Mac Weldon brings out all the essence yeah. in my face. It just euthanizes me. Boy, that's the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, euthanasia. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's that was a Freudian slip. That I went to. Wait, that's the second time suicides get brought up today. What's going on? I'm very. Oh happy. man. But that's <laughs> this thing. Cozy, right? This, well, let me tell you. First of all, what Mac Weldon? Okay, so I got all my stuff. Did I tell you this? Yeah, yeah. No, wait. Did I? No, did I tell you it came. No, no. I mean, you're you're wearing I it, so know. I assume I assume okay, right. that you got it all. But I, everything came early. First, first of all, 
we talk about shipping. It came a day early. That's awesome. Right. They were like, oh, it'll be here like the 27th or so, the 28th. It came the 27th or the 12th. Whatever it was, I got to wear it yesterday and today. The, oh, so then I was wearing the shorts, the four-ply, you know, the black shorts uh, that, are, that are like the jogging pants, which mm. I also got. And I'm wearing the shorts right now, by the way. But I had the shorts on with the other T-shirt. And, man, so it was someone very close. And he's like, that's your look. You found the look. <laughs> uh, like, that thing is perfect for you. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I'm like, all right, great. I, what? what yeah, no, oh, nothing. I'm just saying, I'm like. going with this. I know. Well, I just wanted to say, because we, we got a big bunch of show. But I do want to, real I quick, know. Starburns Audio, if you want to get a discount, 20% on these things, and they're beautiful, it's macweldoncom slash Starburns. Use the code Starburns, 20% off. It is worth it. Well, I'll, you know, we'll all pick a shirt. I'll find one. You guys, we can all stuck at homies. We can, uh, we can hang out like Robbie Patel's parents and, uh, and all dress in the same uh, Mac Weldon clothes. But it's. Let's see if we can do a giveaway with them on the uh, Oh, absolutely. I'll, I'll work on yeah, it. MacWeldon.com. Yeah, MacWeldon.com slash Starburns, code Starburns. And now, speaking of uh, amazing shows and another amazing well, series. This is a documentary that, you know, we're getting blessed. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> This Apple Plus thing? Go ahead. I interrupted you. No, this, this show is just again. amazing. I mean, it won awards at, uh, at Sundance, and it was absolutely riveting. Um, again, my wife hates everything I watch, and I was lucky enough and blessed today to have this show be one of the things she's like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Um, and so two I'm going to play the two. Two out of two. So I'm going to bring the I'm going to play the trailer and we'll bring on the directors. Uh, but this is just an amazing, amazing just say, uh, the, documentary. The directors and, and, and what what Jesse Moss and Amanda did here with with Boys State on Apple Plus TV is absolutely it, it's like Lord of the Flies. OK, let's just let it play. This is fantastic. A24 put this out with Apple. Brilliant. Apple just is killing teenage boys head to Austin. I will skip the part where I brag for three minutes about how oh, this great kid's incredible. I am. As we are all me. qualified young men of skill and character. People like that stuff. Good, yeah. People like that stuff a lot. Only one will Some be people say I'm a sports junkie. I say I'm a politics junkie. The of the <laughs> <laughs> I didn't eat tea like that when I was his age. I would like very much to win. I love it, boys. I love it. Where are you from? I come from a very modest family. I'm on the course to be the first one to graduate from high school. I am a progressive person, and I'm in a room full of mostly conservative people. Our masculinity shall not be infringed. Wow. That, that's that the part that scared me already. So that's where it went low to the flies to me. I feel like everybody has a secret underlying need for bipartisanship. Very smart, that gentleman. A message of unity, as good as it sounds, is not Winner winning anyone any elections. Revolution in Veritate Primary filmmaking. Primary polls are now open. Get yourselves ready for a turbulent election. Whatever happens here is nest of luck. You win, I support you fully. My name is Steven Garza, and I'm running for governor. This kid gave me the feels a little. Because... To the political views, voice of my speech. Sometimes you gotta say what you gotta say in an attempt to win. I think he's a fantastic politician. One of the but best I don't things. Think I've a fantastic seen. politician is a compliment either. We're gonna do shock and awe. It's gonna be awesome. I want you all to take out your phones and go on Instagram. Everyone, come on. Oh my god. Understatement. It's a Rolling Stone, and again, an understatement. We show the world what patriots are made of. That when things get 
incredible is RodriguoBook.com. by our bootstraps, one nation under God. It's a critic trailer. That's politics. It's serious. I think. That's politics. Boys State. This is serious. We should just not waste another moment of time, right? And just bring on Amanda McBain and Jesse. Yep, right? here we go. It's Moss. Yes. Up here. I'm going to do this. in there. Yeah. Up. Oh, there we go. Hi, guys. Welcome. Hi, guys. Hey. How are you guys? Thanks for having us. Oh, we are just, we're thrilled you're here. This is a, we're having an incredible show today. I mean, all this amazing art we're getting to talk about. Your movie floored me. Uh, thank you. Thank you. How long did this take you to make? It's about two years, start to finish. We shot it in a week. It took a year to edit, um, and then like another six months to come out in the world. So I think that's pretty good for a feature documentary. It seems, it seems much more immersive than that. I would have said, if you, I, amazing. Okay. Let, let me just start with this. I have not, and everyone who's uh, you know uh, stuck at home here and our, our fans knows, seven years in going, I haven't watched the news. I don't involve myself in anything current or politics in any way, shape, or form. I know what's going on because, you know, you get tiny little things on Facebook, but I filtered my feed even. Now, having to watch your movie for me was almost like a sacrilege to break what I did. Within three seconds, I realized this is not about politics. This is not about, this is about a nation. This is about humanity. So did you start out to make the same movie you ended up with? Definitely not. I mean, I think I can, we can really relate to what you're saying, too. I think a lot of us are just, we can't tune into the news. It's so bleak. It's so depressing. It's toxic. And we were looking for a way to connect as storytellers with, like, what's going on in our country. When we read about the Boys State program in Texas, we laughed um, because the boys in Texas had voted to secede from the union in 2017. That's what caught our eye. We also recognize that this was um, about young men, young people growing up in America today, kind of wrestling with their responsibilities in our democracy. And we thought like, that's a pretty important conversation uh, and potentially a good story. Uh, potentially, yeah. So you set out for that. And what you ended up getting, uh, aside from a masterpiece, is this thing that is just a, I don't know, a mirror? To everything, but here, wait, before I get too deep into that, let me ask you this. And Amanda, I'm asking you this specifically. Uh, I, I just have to immediately say uh, the misogyny about an idea of boys' state. The idea, I mean, this forget about what happens in the, pol the politics of it all. Just the idea is there a girl state? I mean, it's mentioned so quick in the beginning. I see what you did, but then it left me going, Yeah, what's up? Well, what, what's the deal? Yeah. There is a girl state program. There, every state in the, in the United States has a girls program and a boys program. And it's kind of an old-fashioned institution. It's been going on since the 1930s, so 1935. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of a leftover of how they originally set this thing up. And I imagine going forward, there's going to be a shift to that. And as Stephen said in the film, there will be. Sure, but you know the boys are the ones that voted to secede from the union in Texas in 2017. So we were like, what the heck are they going to do in 2018? Uh, you know, are they is it full on civil war? Or are they going to reconcile in some way? And so that's kind of what led us there first. But I can't wait to do the girl state film, frankly, because I think You're that'll be really it. interesting. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank God. Okay, so is this something that's already common knowledge and I just didn't know because I, I first thing I said no, to Jason was like, when is this question. happening? It's yeah. a good question. It's, we don't call it a sequel, we call it a sibling. And I think, you know, in that way, we'll see what's similar and what's different. And, 
and uh, mostly I'm just excited to meet whoever these ladies are. Um, Me too. Yeah. You know, get to who's really going to run the world. And yeah. on top of it, oh, by the way, it's not untrue. Um, okay, so that being said, I'd love to see the integration of the two. Is there any hopes in that as you got deeper and deeper into this? I think so. The guys in Texas who run the program, it is a little bit old-fashioned, but they're trying to move it into the 21st century. It's a little bit like America as a whole, like one foot in the 50s and one foot in the now. And they're they're kind of struggling, and it's a kind of bulky institution, and but they're you know, Texas is actually a really diverse state. You know, it's not all 10-gallon hats and pickup trucks. It's I'm aware. Actually, right. And yeah, so no, I, I think I have that, relatives there. So that's, you know, <laughs> in like Glen Rose, very small town. So I've seen the microcosm and the larger yeah. part. Please, please continue. Exactly. I and mean, Texas is, you know, politically is a purple state, too. It's not, it's not red. It's not blue. I think it's really representative of the country. And so the guys who run the program, hey, look, they invited us, a couple of documentary filmmakers from San Francisco, in. I think they're very open-minded. I think they'd like to see the program reflect the world today. It's going to take some work to get there, though. That is a great point you just made. They let two documentary filmmakers from San Francisco in to, you know, the Texas boys state. This is, you know, that says a lot about the willingness, at least, to maybe wake up and see that we're, uh, you know, a mix of things. Okay. Uh, Am I the only one scared of Robert? (laughs) I'm a little, look, I might, I, I might vote for him. I got to tell you, even though I hate him, because I'd just be scared not to. I mean, I wouldn't. But my point is, like, am I the only one scared of him? <laughs> I, think, I think Robert's a fascinating. I mean, listen. Beyond fascinating. He, he, I, I mean, it's hard to talk about these things without spoiling anything for those who haven't seen the film. But I think watching him kind of the, the surface Robert versus the internal struggle, struggle Robert. That's a really interesting thing that you look for as a filmmaker always. But I think it's also an interesting study if you're, if you're making a story about politics, right? And so um, he kind of represents all, and you talk about mirrors, he's sort of that, Yes. you know, there's the onstage politician and then there's whatever's going on inside. And that, to watch him sort of learn that story of politics was really, Kind of amazing. To he, he presents as a middle boy. You know, he's got cowboy boots and he, drive, he actually kid. drives a, a pickup Great truck. looking kid. Did he what spend he, 18 grand on those boots? Wait, I mean, was that what I was getting from that? Like, what do you do with that Bitcoin money? Like, what the heck? Exactly. I mean, who trades Bitcoin at 18? Not me. Not me. I wish I did. But, um, you know, Robert, he's actually really smart about politics. He, he'd actually paged in the U.S. Senate. He had some sharp things to say about the political divisions in our country. So we knew he had a depth to him. When he goes to Boy State, you see him kind of play to the cheap seats, to the, to the, you know, to the lowest common denominator, and it's watching Sounds him. Sounds familiar. Recognize. Yeah, I mean, it's, you see a lot of guys doing that, frankly, at Boy State, and that's what I think. Um, you know, we we heard that you know for some women, kind of confronting this thousand-strong mob is kind of terrifying. I mean, for all of us, it was a little bit terrifying initially, but what we saw over time was it it kind of revealed its complexities, both the group and people like Robert. Yeah, it, it it does on on so many levels, and I hope I'm getting this right. Is it Stephen who is also running? Stephen Garza, yeah. Stephen Garza, right? I mean, this kid gave me all the feels just because. I mean, he really seemed like the outsider coming into this, and and so forlorn, but so dedicated. Like you could see him in ten years, almost on the hill. Like I'm here, like with just a little chip on the shoulder, but he made it. You know, <laughs> like so. What do you guys think about this kid? Because I was I was really it was remarkable to me. 
he was remarkable to us as well. I think that he's a quieter kid. And when we, when Jesse first met him at an orientation of 300 other very loud, very boisterous, very sort of, you know, kids, you know, shouting about this and that. And so Jesse kind of saw him across the room, listened to him, and we needed someone who. We wanted kids. We wanted to cast kids who were on the right and the left, right? So we heard his uh, liberal point of view as something that drew us in. But then there's something really deep about him. He has a real soulfulness to him, and that was very striking. Very quickly, what we didn't know is we knew he could do retail politics one to one, but we didn't know if he could really give an amazing speech to 600. 1,000 people who don't necessarily agree with him, and it turns out that he can, and that was very exciting. Oh, he can. Uh, you know, but what you guys also captured, and, and this isn't a spoiler, we, we normally don't do spoilers, but I have so much respect for what you built here that I'm not going to do spoilers. Um, but what I will, no, really, it's it's amazing what you've built here. But what I will say is this, that first line, when you meet Stephen and he comes to the bus, I, I, don't, I would pray for that as a writer, to have someone go, oh, are your parents not here with you? And he's just like, nah, they're working. I'm like, oh, man, I know everything about this kid right now that I need to know. I mean, you pray for a line like that, right? And he walks, he walks to the bus. You know, everybody else got dropped off by their parents. Exactly. I'm so glad you, you're actually the first person we talked to. And like, and we talked to a lot of people about this movie who, who really pick up on that line. And, and I think it actually speaks to God, where he comes from. He comes from the Rio Grande Valley. He comes from nothing. His mother worked in a gas station. He is the American success story embodied. He struggled. But he is so, as Amanda said, he's so kind of firmly planted in the ground and what he believes and how he's going to carry himself. He's a model of integrity. And I think for us, amidst all the chaos of this experiment, Stephen was like our North Star. He was like kind of anchored us. And I think to watch right. him not only find his voice, but summon the better angels of this electorate of voice was really one of the wonders of this experience um, and really made us cry. I mean, the film made us laugh, but it also made us cry, too. Made me cry. Listen, this is set. We had two, you're, you know, the other show, and it, it cried. I got tears in my eyes. And by the way, not at the end, in the middle, toward the beginning. I'm telling you, you know, also what you did, though, with that line to me was it was on another level because to me it shows how important a story is to politics. And you can set that story up. He's a kid. His mother's this. He walks to the bus. Everyone else has their parents. That's a story that someone's going to vote for. Is that we thinking of this as you were layering this in editing? I think we're, I think we're all desperate for, for political leadership that we can believe in. People we think are acting in our, self, in our collective interest and not their self-interest. And we're not going to name names. We don't need to. I think it's, look, it's, we're hungry for a new generation of political leadership in this country that has a strong moral voice. And I think to find... Look, as we know, boy state, girl state, it's like a mock exercise. But I think the values that people like Stephen bring to this, um, the integrity that they show in conducting themselves against attacks, against underhanded you know, uh, um, uh, techniques and all of this. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it, it just reminds us of what's important in our country. I think these, these are things that transcend party identification and I think are, are really what's going to kind of knit us together amidst all of the division and fracture that we feel. And um, so it was wonderful to find that in, in a young man like Stephen. Yeah. And then you have uh, Mr. Feinstein, you know, and I'm assuming he's Jewish, right? Because I am. So I'm asking, is he Jewish? 
Do we know? Yeah, so I'm assuming he is because that's immediately, yeah. okay, so I'm going to be drawn to literally something for everyone. I'm Irish Jew. You had everything <laughs> I wanted there, you know, times a million. On top of, you know, I, I love people. So for me, what you go into this, and by the way, you use the word mock, and I have to stop for a second. This is not mock. I mean, I may it may be what they write in the log line, but has anyone referred to this in, uh, in comparison to the Stanford experiment? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, to me, this is very much that, you know, in our milieu, in our millennium. It's, it's a us. really elaborate social experiment. I mean, it's a wonderful canvas to take the temperature of the country, to, of, of young people growing up. How are they influenced by our political discourse? Are they, you know, are they corrupted by what they're seeing? And how are they forming their political identities? It's like, you're right, it's much, I, I, I actually don't like to use the word mock, and thanks for stopping me. I think it's good, because I'm kind of... Um, I'll give you a number, I'll talk to you better. Simulation is probably a better word because that is, they really do, the counselors really do download a ton of information in the first three hours of this event. And at that point, when we were making the film, we were like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the worst film we've ever made. But then they step back, the counselors, they really step back and they say, okay, it's your boy's state now, go create a government you know, from scratch, we've given you some of the, um, you know, kind of structures, but you have to make it happen. And I think that that's that, reality, though. Exactly. And it's wild initially, right? There's full pandemonium. The whole time. It's wild. It's It starts wild. It ends wild. It, it's <laughs> filled with surprises. And on, on top of it, you know, again, it's a microcosm for humanity it, it, on, on every every level. Um, I really was surprised there weren't more fights, you know, a lot of guys with their shirts off. A lot of guys with their shirts off. Now, go ahead. I want to hear what you're going to say, Joe. No, I mean, there's some very intense energy there. You hear it in the trailer, a guy yelling that his masculinity will not be infringed. It's, you know, really what you see is kind of two clashing visions of being a man, right? Of, of, there's a kind of manhood of empathy and compassion and listening. And there's a Ben, we talked about Ben Feinstein. He's a brilliant tactician. He's like our Karl Rove. He's on the opposite side of this campaign that, than Stephen. He uses military metaphors. He talks about politics as um, combined arms warfare and shock and awe. And Stephen's yeah, politics are really, awe. really different. So you see this clash not only in, you know, how they how they act out politically, but I think it's sort of who they want to be as men, right? And are, are they tough guy? Are they comfortable kind of being thoughtful and sensitive? And I don't, that's not to throw Ben under a bus. It's really important to say that Ben, we're very close to, we were, you know, we don't agree politically. He has a Ronald Reagan doll on his, his bookshelf. I do not. <laughs> I saw that. But, but, but um, and he's, he's actually really, he's become very reflective now, two years later um, on his dirty tricks uh, and, and sort of whether those were warranted or not. And how, I think as he looks around and sees the country two years further along in its own division, um, mm -hmm. he can recognize the corrosiveness of a politics that he himself embodied at Boise State. And so that's nice to see some growth on his side. Well, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. I want to ask this next question. It's kind of twofold because first is that, you know, should uh, an organization or, or something, a simulation such as Boise State, give us something even a little better than what our current state of affairs is in politics. And here's the second part of the question is that, uh, actually just answer the first part first, because I, I don't want to lay too much into it, but then go ahead before I mix it with the second part. I mean, I think that, um, there's a real value to the learn by doing, uh, 
uh, sort of learning that they mm-hmm. that kids experience in this in these uh, boys and girls state programs there's sort of something you learn from books and from past um, stories and then there's something from putting you in that seat where you have to make the decision about how government works and you learn things as we see Robert and Ben learn um, that may not be the right uh, but you learn by doing the wrong thing let's put it that way and the wrong things out there and you're showing that sorry I know but it's so so interesting it's such an interesting period to check in with these people because they are right between being kids and adults right and so they've internalized a lot of the uh problems and divisions of um the adult state as it were you know one thing the program does which is arguable is they they reproduce the two-party system right right? and and the the parties become federalist and nationalist right that's what they're called. Exactly. Can you for and, our viewers, the difference. So you know, instead of taking exactly, instead yeah. of taking our the existing Democrat Republican parties, they say to the kids, "Okay, you're in this new party called the Federalist Party or the Nationalist Party. They're randomly assigned. They split them 50-50, and those parties have to decide what they stand for. It's kind of a great exercise, but it also reproduces this tribal conflict that we're dealing with in our country. And you can argue whether those. And we have opened the film with a quote from George Washington warning about the party system and the way it can be hijacked. That quote and, blew and my I, mind. Blew my I never heard it, never saw it. Blew my mind. I, we discovered it. Uh, I wish I had. I, knew, I could say I knew oh, it fantastic. before the film, but I didn't. Um, I was probably not paying attention at, 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 in that history I class. I certainly and, wasn't. I certainly wasn't. But those, those founding fathers do have something to say now that I think is relevant for sure. And um, I, so... I, there's no third parties at Boys State. Um, should there be? I mean, should they allow for an alternate political structure that might be healthier? I don't know. That's a fair question. I mean, we don't. The film doesn't provide answers, easy no, answers. No, that's what's you know? great about it. I mean, I think that there's no like easy answer to your question, essentially, because I also think there's so few spaces in the world where people who have very different politics are forced to come together face to face and talk politics in any kind of civil way. Right. If if you're not in your silo anymore. And so, of course, it's going to be uncomfortable and fraught and contentious. But the fact that they kind of shuffle these kids into value agnostic parties initially and they all come with their different versions of politics and then have to form one party together to face the other party, that already is a conversation that they hadn't had before they got to Boy State. So there's some value and then there's some, you know, uh, very probably there's only value. Yeah. But I think there's well, only value. I don't think there's anything but value. Yeah. I just think it's how we uh, approach it. And, and the other thing, and here was the second part of what I was getting to, is that is there any shot in, in what we see when I say a better idea than what's currently out there? Is there any shot that we could start seeing these develop in every state and having them integrated so we can get a real cross-culture view of men and women, boys and girls who are affecting the change in our country. I think I think it would be great to see. I think if we could see the program shed some of its kind of musty old-fashioned conservatism and really begin to lean a little further into where we're at now, I think it would also help. I think there's no question I think giving young people a chance to kind of as Amanda was saying to sort of try out these moral questions for themselves. Um, and also there there are real, real stakes for them. You see it in the film like they they uh, they cry, they, they, they face defeat, bitter defeat. Uh, and the range of emotion is really deep and profound. And, you know, when you're young, you feel all that stuff kind of really powerfully. And that's what made the film such a moving experience for, for us to make. And so, again, it's not, it's not play acting. Actually, it's very real for them. 
And I think that giving young people that opportunity is really valuable. Uh, I mean, just let them step out of the classroom and into maybe not um, the real world, but, but somewhere in between. Yeah, reality TV is scripted. This is reality. And that's that's the, the difference here. This is the microcosm. I keep saying it, but it, it keeps just slamming me across the head I, I, every time I think about it. And it also says, did you find that with Texas and, and, you know, there's a lot of preconceived notions, like you said, but what they really ended up doing, who they elected for the state, is it the the the, uh, the first gentleman who got elected um, with the... Yes, Renee. I mean, they elect him. They, they, you know, when, when Stephen goes up to that white kid and he's like, you know, uh, well, will you sign me for governor? And he says, have you signed? And he goes, well, what's your political thing? And he says, well, it's to serve. And he asks this question. He says, okay, I'll sign. And you just see these preconceived ideas that I might have, you know, with systematic racism, what have you. They're broken down on these kids' level. Did you see that more and more? I mean, that's really what you look for in doing the kind of work that we do is I come in with a huge set of very big questions, the health of democracy and hyperpolarization affecting the next generation, all these really important things. And you get there and you, um, you have some of those questions answered and some of my expectations were there. Like, yes, I did see Lord of, Lord of the Flies behavior and I expected that. But then I did see all kinds of stuff that surprised me. I really want to be surprised. I want my expectations to be subverted. And then there, the fact is that sort of political landscape there surprised me. Um, I would say Hopefully. that the, the range of masculinity that I saw on display and the, that surprised me and I you know range of acceptance I saw on display I have to say I was very surprised and it's not all good and it's not all bad it's sort of this wild range and I think that's really the 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 real takeaway you know they have a legislature at Texas Boys State and one of the things that um, they were able to do is something the adults cannot which is pass this is again Texas very conservative strong position on second amendment rights these boys passed a meaningful background check bill universal universal background check bill okay it was a pretend bill but they were able to agree on the most like the third rail issue of in texas and and that yeah how, if they Guns can do it come background on. checks and by the way you ever stand in front of a thousand people and talk that's real <laughs> yeah, that's real. These kids are making speeches in front of, uh, uh, you know, 1099 other people. All right, Jason's here. So, again, I have to let two more amazing artists go. But I can't thank you enough for being here, for your artistry, for this amazing film. I look forward to Girl State and maybe some real change implementing from what you've done. Yeah. Thank Happy you so plus. much. TV. Thank you. Thank you guys very much. Um, I just, I I mean, I didn't, I want to just add to it. I'm really grateful that you made this film. It's been something that I've been looking for. I've been doing a lot of research into, you know, partisan, partisanism and how people align. And this is one of those stories that really gives me hope that we can, uh, we can affect change and we won't stay so polarized uh, forever. So thank you. Thank, thank you, you guys. Really. Thank you guys. Amazing. Right. Congratulations. Thank you guys. Bye-bye. Cheers. Right. Bye. Amanda, Jesse, Boy State, Apple yes. Plus TV. Is it Apple TV Plus? It's Apple, Apple TV, TV Plus. Go Apple see it. TV it's Plus. free as part of being I, a part of I, Apple I TV subscribe. Plus. Yeah, and I mean, if you bought a phone, if you have an Apple iPhone and you bought it in the last year, you have Apple TV Plus, whether you know yeah. it or not. So to recap for today, I'm sorry to cut you off, Jason, but it just seems to be what I do. Nancy, I hope you're taking shots. Um, what... Uh, to recap, right? Ravi Patel, Pursuit of Happiness, HBO Max, and then the amazing award-winning, uh, it won the Grand Jury Award at Sundance, Boys State. State. And, and we, uh, we're so lucky oh, to oh, talk oh, to oh, the directors, oh. Jesse and Amanda, who yeah. are phenomenal. And uh, can't say, I, I mean, I can't think of a better way to end this weekend except with uh, 
you know, with shots. So I, I think if if Nancy's having some, I'm gonna go grab some myself. You're gonna grab a shot yourself. So we got about 30 seconds. So uh, again, Amanda McBain, Jesse Moss, thank you for being here. Ravi Patel, thank you for being here. Next week, man, it's it's getting crazy. That's all. So yeah. bye. Do we have bye. To say bye. Yeah. Say bye. Stay safe. Stay sane. Stay strong. And thank you for being here, today, Jason Smith. Hey, I had a great time. Thank you, guys. Cliff Dorfman, everybody, I love you. A podcast network.